It's Wednesday, and it's a Life of an Average Joe podcast, creeping my way in through the holiday season, and wow, here we are, guys. We are getting closer and closer, but let's just embrace it for a moment. Let's not stress out about the extra finances, the family coming in town, maybe. Maybe you're going out of town. The extra food that you have to buy and gifts and presents and and work hours. And uh, let's not stress out at the fact that 2024 is around the corner. Let's not stress about that. So all those things I just said, take a deep breath and let's talk about something else. Um... (laughs) I had an interesting conversation not too long ago, and it was a guy that I, that, I, that I knew. I didn't go to school with him, but I've known him for some time. You know, he was, let's see, I, he was a regular of mine for a while, and um, we hung out. We went to a lot of beer festivals together, uh, concerts, FC Dallas games, and he was a good guy. Um, we, I don't want to say we had a falling out because I kind of, I kind of don't like that because we never argued. We never got a fight, um, or anything like that. Unfortunately, when I was fired from the Londoner in Frisco. So for those of you that don't know, I was fired from that place. Uh, I shouldn't have been at least, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I shouldn't have been. Let's just say that much. For those of you that know the real story, you know the real story. For those of you that know the fake story, well, live with it. Um, but I did a lot for that place, and obviously that place is no longer there, so what does that tell you? Clearly, someone who decided to run it after me couldn't do it. But then again, when the owner steals, that's what happens. So here we go. He was a regular mind, but during that time, there was a lot of weird things going on. You know, I was emotional. And I was kind of like, you're either with me or you're against me. It's a very childish way to to look at things, but that's how I felt. Some of it I felt justified in. And and maybe now if I think about it, mind you, this is years ago, so I don't really care. Um, I, I still think maybe I had the right to feel that way. Everybody has the right to feel how they feel, whether if it's accurate or not. That's not what I'm saying. But looking back at it, I feel like... There were certain things that led me to believe, like, look, yeah, you're either with me or not. But I might have taken it too far. might have rubbed people the wrong way. They didn't know how to act. We had a separation. I've seen him since plenty of times. We talk. We don't hang out, but we talk. I got nothing bad to say about him at all. It's so long ago that even if I did have something bad to say, I just don't care. Like, I'm too old to care. I'm too old to get angry and waste my energy on things that don't matter. Not to say that I don't do that sometimes, but, you know. Oh, he was a very, I say, I don't want to say well-to-do, but he made good money. Made good money. I'm not going to say exactly what he did because there are people that are listening that might be able to figure out who it is. And I don't want to do that. Because that's not what this is about. This is not about throwing somebody on the bus. This, this is just a crazy story that reminded me of some things that I had done. And here we go. So he had money, nice house, good cars, traveled a lot. I mean, a lot. Good clothes, like 
big Adidas fan. So when Run DMC came out, um, and they, it was like their anniversary of, I forgot what, but they, you know, they put out a bunch of new gear, a bunch of new kicks. He bought them. Matter of fact, he bought me some, and then he bought me a shirt and a hat. And like, I was like, what, you know, and we would, we would trade beers and then we would drink some wine and whiskey and whatever. But he had a lot of money. He just dropped it. No big deal. Like, boom, here you go. I'm going to drop 500 bucks on these two pairs of sneaks and call it a day. Or at the time, maybe one pair. I don't know. But he's always done well. So I run into him recently. This is the most recent time. And he's just in normal gear, right? He's not in his suit that he would wear or nice clothes. So clearly he's not working or maybe he's working from home. I don't know. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up? I was like, didn't expect to see you, you know? What are you doing here? And he's like, ah, just checking things out. And, you know, he's like, I was at home. And I was like, man, I'm going to run run out and get a few things. And I was like, cool, cool. How's everything? You know, the small talk. You know, the small talk that we all hate. Oh, it's good, man. You know, well, not really. I got fired. And I'm like, wow. Now, that's not typically something that one would come out and say to somebody Right off the bat, when we're not on that level, I don't text him, I don't call him, I don't FaceTime. I mean, I think he's on my social, maybe, maybe not. I don't even know. The last time that we hung out was years ago. So, like, for me, I didn't think that, like, there was a way to say, like, if you felt the need to sit here and tell me that you don't work at the same place anymore, there's a way to go. You know what? I'm getting a new job. I'm kind of switching careers. People do that. I'm not going to pry. I'm not, gonna, I'm not the guy that's going to be like, oh, did you get fired? Oh, what happened? Give me all the deets. I want the tea right now. That's not me. One, I don't care. Like, I, and That's going to be a reoccurring theme. I don't care. Two, you're not really my friend to where I'm going to want to care to dive into it. I'll make the small talk. I'll take your information. I'll make a podcast out of it and we'll move on. So he goes, yeah, man, (laughs) I don't know what happened. He's like, I don't know, maybe I was just done and I just needed to do something. But my friend calls me up and says, hey, I got a new horse. I know, right? Already. (laughs) This is like a Texas story. I mean, who calls you up? Hey, man, I got a new horse. You want to come check it out? And I'm not in the middle of nowhere, right? I'm not down there in like, you know, borderland here, okay? So, he's like, my friend got a new horse. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you know so-and-so. I'm like, yeah, I know he's got horses, but he just, so? And he's like, yeah. But he sent me a picture, and I was like, man, I don't want to be here today. I want to go hang out with him and ride his horse. I'm sitting there just listening to the story like, this is real. This is happening. And so he left work in his work gear, suit, ready to roll. He's like, I just took all my stuff and left. Like, nobody asks me, you know, they don't ask, like, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? You might have an appointment. You might have lunch. You, you know, they don't know. So he drives out there. It's about 45 minutes, 50 minutes away from where he works. And he gets there, doesn't bring a change of clothes, rides the horse in a suit, 
just rode it. Now, for anybody that's ever been on a horse, you can understand how uncomfortable that's going to be. Most likely, your suit is not going to be the same after that. If it's not ripped, it is going to be a mess. Let's just be real. If you haven't ridden a horse, think about riding a bike in a suit. How awkward that is and uncomfortable and extrapolate that by 50,000. That's what it probably feels like. And I don't know because I've never ridden a horse in a suit. Because I wouldn't. So they're riding, riding, and it's kind of a hot day. Now, you got to know these guys. So this, what I'm about to tell you is probably the most normal thing out of this entire story. My buddy and his friend get the horse back. They're talking. He goes, hey, man, it's hot out. You want to get some ice cream? Not can I get you some water, lemonade, tea, beer. Can I get you some ice cream? Not just any ice cream. He goes inside and he brings out the push pops. Do you guys remember? First off, I don't, I need to look actually at the grocery store and see if they still have these. I haven't seen them. I've seen them on the, at the ice cream man, but the push pops that were that ice cream sherbet in a toilet paper roll with a plastic stick that you just shoved up there, had a little tiny pusher on it, looked like a little plastic wheel, just shoved it up and you essentially ate ice cream out of a toilet paper roll. That's what these two guys are doing. One in a suit. Let's just imagine that the other guys in cowboy gear just got done riding horses, eating push pop ice cream. It, it sounds like a Tarantino film or it sounds like a movie. It sounds like something that I would, might kind of want to be a part of now. But he looks at the clock. He looks, or he looks at his Apple Watch. Oh, man. I missed like four calls. Oh, I had that meeting today. I got to go. He doesn't even try to go home or change or clean. He just goes back to the office. Gets called in. He missed an important meeting. Told me he was about getting to some new client. I don't know. Gets fired. Let go right there. In his dirty suit, dripping sweat. And when they asked him where he went, he said, I was out riding a horse. <laughs> I sat there just dumbfounded. I sat there and looked at him like, am I being punked right now? Because I have done some stupid crap in my day on the clock. I've done some stupid crap off the clock. I've done stupid crap. Let's just, let's just go there. If you've listened to my podcast, you know I've done stupid crap. But I could not wrap my head around this man who's also five years older than me. That he lost his job from riding a horse, eating ice cream out of a toilet paper, out of toilet paper tube. That's what he was. That's what he was doing. What do you say to that? I said, well, man, that is if you're going to get fired. I mean, you know. And then he, you know, went on his way. I didn't ask him what he's doing because I don't care. Went on his way. And it got me thinking about all the times that you're at work. And I know you. And I'm talking to every single person out there. 
At some point in your life, you've worked, whether that was in high school, whether that was, you know, in your 20s, college, now, and you've done some stupid crap on the clock. Like that maybe you shouldn't have done, or you're like, I don't want to get away with it. Like, I know guys that have sat there and done, you know, online poker while they're at work. That, that's, that's like minimal. That's like playing a video game, except you're going to lose money, you know? I know guys that have sat there and have done some serious gaming Well, they were supposed to be at work. A lot of them were at home, working from home, and they have one computer, they're doing the work, the other, they're over there on call of duty. And they're getting paid. Hey, that's just beating the system. Riding a horse is pretty up there. But I know every single one of you has done something like that. And maybe you got fired for it, and maybe you didn't. But I was thinking back to some of the stupid crap I did. (laughs) And I'm going to leave some of the stories out. And I need to specify, just in case anybody that I currently work with, I need to specify. This is not about my current job or more recent jobs I've had. This is old school. Most that I'm going to talk about is long before I came to Texas. So there you go. The statute of limitations on my stupidity, those are up, so you can't use that against me. Um, but I've done some stupid stuff, and a lot of them I was younger. When I was working at Irwin's Apple Orchard, I've talked about them before. They're no longer here. They're not Blake's, actually. Um, just thought I'd throw that little bit of knowledge out there. There was plenty of opportunity to do stupid stuff. Plenty. I talked about the time I was working the haunted house, and I got all dressed up, made up, to get the makeup on and I was like I don't want to do this haunted house today and I just went to the bar in full makeup I mean I wasn't on a clock but it was stupid because I didn't get to do the haunted house and make money and that was the last time I did it but I remember my buddy and I'm gonna we're just gonna call him nothing we're not gonna call him anything he was working there too but he was very part time and I'm all about making money all about it. And at that time, we were young, like real young. You know, if we're in the job scene, you know, 15, 16, maybe, I doubt even 17. Maybe, who knows? And we would do our job. Well, <laughs> a lot of times, they would find like apples that maybe weren't that good. And they would, you would have to reject those apples from the orchard and they would just go ahead and make apple cider out of them, feed them to the animals or whatever. Sometimes those apples would be in the bushel boxes or the half bushel bags or whatever. And they would be outside on a pallet. And sometimes those apples would sit there to the point that they got so bad you had to just go feed them to the pigs or sometimes they would just sit there and I'm like, nobody's coming to get them. And I, we, would be, we would talk. We'd be like, hey, you guys going to get these? Oh, we'll get them. And all they did was have other, this wasn't like the big wig owners would take care of it. They would have other people my age, maybe a little bit older, come from the orchard and grab them to take them back to wherever they went. So it's just a bunch of punks like me. I look at my buddy and I'm like, we can sell those. 
this is not cool. I do not condone this, but let's talk about it. I'm like, we can sell those. Because the bags that they were in did not say the name of the orchard. They just had a generic apple on them. The boxes were just generic apple boxes. They didn't say the name of the orchard either. So nobody was going to really know where they came from. I mean, you could assume, but you don't really have proof. So we'd watch these apples just go to waste. And I thought to myself, we can make money off this. We can sell these apples for less, which essentially is stealing. But we can make money off this. Now we just got to figure out a way to do it. I told you I was a punk. I don't condone this. This is awful. But we did. They were just out there. Just sitting out there. So while we were working, my buddy, we'd sell everything we could. We did, you know, we did our job. But we talked to people and we'd start to get to know them. Some people would come back. Some people were in from out of town. I mean, this was a very big touristy spot. I mean, that's what you did. Yes, people lived in the city, but a lot of people came from all across the state and all apart, you know, other cities, hours away, completely on the east side of Michigan, driving all the way out there just to have a day in the apple orchard. So my buddy would get names and he would be like, hey, you want this? Instead of paying $12, pay $8 cash only. This wasn't a problem because back in the day, pretty much everybody had cash. I mean, this was back when like you, that's all, that's, that was easy. You could get cash anywhere you wanted. You know, we're talking nineties. Cash was king. Yeah. People had credit cards, but this was an Apple pay. This wasn't, you know, it was like pay cash for everything. So he get names. And then he would go and get them what they wanted and had a little service window and he'd hand it out to the service window. Well, nobody said a thing. Nobody. Because that's what the service window was for. And then it got even bad. Mind you, we're getting paid while we're getting paid. Then it got so bad. This is so bad. I don't know why this is bad. Nobody do this. That we had to start doing after hours appointments and literally meet people up there. And there were no cameras outside. Nobody was there at 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. And we would literally have people that would drive up there and we'd be putting in boxes and bushels of apples. And that's all we did. When I say that we were raking in 100, 200, 300 extra a piece a week, think about that. We're a bunch of kids bringing in $300 cash a week. Back in the 90s, getting paid to be shady on top of getting paid from doing shady stuff. There were times I forget to get my paycheck. We'd get paid on Tuesday, and then all of a sudden it'd be Thursday. And they're like, um, are you going to pick up your paycheck? And I was like, oh, crap. 
Oh my God, I, I thought I did. I'm so sorry. Because I had so much cash on me, just rolling around in it. That was definitely one of the shady things. One of the cooler moments on the clock. And I don't think I put this in the book. So I'll tell you this story. I was running this bar. It was one of my favorite bars. And I remember, I believe it was World Cup qualifiers. I think it might have been World Cup qualifiers. And I had, was watching the game at one of my favorite places, uh, Pizzeria Testa. And it's the best, it's quite frankly the best place in Frisco Square because Frisco Square genuinely just kind of sucks. Um, and we were watching it there and then it was at the half and I had to go to work. Which sucked because I didn't want to work. You know, when you're eating and you're having a couple beers and you got to go to the bar and you got to go to like 11 o'clock midnight. So I actually put a sign on the door that said closed. And I put something like private party, private event. Had all the lights off but the TV. And it wasn't a Saturday night or Friday night. It was like the middle of the week. So yeah, we were going to get some people, but it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. And I just sat there and drank while getting paid. Granted, I wasn't getting the tips, but I was also general manager. So I didn't need the tips. I was making fat cash. And watched the game and would just reach across the bar and pour my beer, whatever. Well, then I get a couple people in that were like, hey, you know, we came back. We want this. Some of them were really good regulars. So I was like, yeah, come on in. They're like, you having a private party? I'm like, no, I just want to, uh, I really just want to watch this game. But you can hang out with us and drink. And they're like, we want to watch it too. We're cool. So I have like five or six people at the bar. Cash bar. They didn't care. I didn't take the money from the drinks. I definitely charged them for the drinks. That way, you know, you got money coming into the bar. But they would just leave me fat tips because their beers were there. Their drinks were there. Their wine was there. Their their whiskey was there. And I was making fat tips. I know making like with, with 10 to 12 people that night. And then after the game was over, instead of opening up, we just hung out, put music on. And we had really dark windows, like really dark. So you could barely see inside this place anyway. And nobody cared. My buddies would text me that live in the apartments across. And they'd be like, hey, man, uh, what's going on? We were going to come down. I'm like, come on down. And they'd come down and make money off them. So I'd have like 10 to 15 people maybe there just making money, not dealing with anybody I didn't like. It was like an exclusive club. Like I only let in who I wanted to let in. And then we were gone by like 10, 10 o'clock at night. Boom. I walked home with like $200. I made a $200 night, which I probably wouldn't have made. In all fairness, I probably would not have made that money. They would have came in for a little bit, saw it was dead and left. But because they had this like exclusive vibe going on and this VIP-like treatment, they didn't even care. They thought it was great. One of the other times, <laughs> I was working, I had a side gig. You know, everybody's got the side hustle. Obviously, this is now my modern day side hustle. Back in the day, it was different. And I had this side hustle. I was working on this, you know, it was like a couple months, this project for this company. And um, 
but I was also just opening a bar that's still around here in Frisco. So this was probably, oh God, seven years ago. I don't know. Time just disappears. Everything seems like it was like two years ago, but so much has happened. I don't know. It was before my son was born. I know that. Or maybe he was a baby. No, it was before he was born. So definitely over six years ago. Probably closer to seven or eight. And I was doing the side project while this bar was getting ready to open. Because I was making money there. But I wasn't making what I was going to be making. Like, I was the manager. I was a bar manager. Wasn't the GM. And they were paying me good money. But I was also bartending there too. Well, when it's not open, obviously you're making decent money, getting the place open, but you're not making those tips. And that's what you really wanted, you know? So I had this side gig and I, and I was trying to work out both. Luckily, they were right down the street from each other. I mean, <clears throat> within like, I mean, both off of Main Street, within like a mile. And I remember I was pulling like eight hours at this place, getting ready to open. And we're training people and we're going over drinks and cocktails. And I had to, I told the other side gig, hey, I will be there to wrap this up. Because if I wrapped it up that day, if I finished that project that day, they were going to cut me my check. And I wasn't getting paid for this thing until it was done. So if I didn't get my check or get paid until it was done, I was going to be really mad. If it kept on going longer, because then at what point is it worth it? You know, you make your money by getting this project done in a certain amount of time. It looks good on you. They might invite you back. But if you keep dragging it out, it's yeah, you might be quote unquote getting more money. But eventually, you're probably never going to get another gig from them. And you're just wasting your time. So I was like, I want to end it today. I've already sunk enough time into this project. But I'm here at this place that's about to open tomorrow. This is like the night before grand opening. So I remember talking to the owners like, hey, <clears throat> I've got to go for like an hour, t- an hour or two. I said, probably an hour and a half. I got that, you know, thing with the kids, blah, 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 blah. I was married at the time, so I could always just, you know, blame it on them. And I have to do it. I mentioned it earlier, but, I, you know, you guys were so busy. I think we forgot about it when I talked. I talked about it in the interview, which I never did. But... They were so bad at writing stuff down. They would never remember. So like, oh yeah, just come on back. Cool. So I literally got in my car, drove down the street, went in, punched into this place because we had to dock our time. In an hour and 30 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes, I finished the project. They cut me a check for, a, let's just say, a really good amount of money. I literally drove to the bank which was on Main Street, deposited it, turned around, drove back down to the bar, worked another two hours. I was getting paid at my one job while I left to work another job and then got even more money. (laughs) I mean, who leaves a job to get paid at another job while getting paid? I mean, it was like double pay. I felt like that was a time in your life when you're like, I am Wolf on Wall Street. I did it. I cheated the system and I won. Even though I did the work and I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, to leave one job and go to another while still on the clock, which, by the way, not the only time I did that. True story again. I was bartending somewhere. The place sucked. And I was just doing it for extra cash. 
Hated it. One of those corporate places. Just god-awful. Like, you know, I mean, like, when you watch Waiting, you feel like you know exactly what they're going through. Because you always have some corporate person that's like, here at Tchotchkes, we're blah, blah, blah. This place sucks. Garbage. Just so corporate. You have to sell like, they're really bad. I mean, like they really want you. If they have a little flyer on the table that's pushing something, you better, they, they look, well, you only sold five of those today. You know, the minimum's 10. You're never going to get a better shift if you don't sell 10 on a freaking Tuesday. They want you to sell like 10 double Patron margaritas. Like what? What are we doing here? Okay, well, we're really pushing this new craft beer here. It's called Shiner Blonde. What? I hate you. But I needed extra cash, baby on the way. You know, I was just, there was a lot of things. New car, and I was just working. And I had a good job. I, my main job was good. But extra cash is really not even extra cash. It's just extra income coming your way. It's not like, oh, this is extra. This is just additional income. Extra is like, hey, I don't need this. I can go blow it on some new shoes, a hat, a plane ticket. No, we needed this. We needed a new car. We needed to get things ready for the baby. And my other job, I was GM, but I would bartend on slow nights too. So I'd make, you know, like a hundred bucks with my regulars on a slow night. So you do that once or twice a week, got $200 cash coming in, plus your money. That's an extra 400, you know, $200, that's $800 extra a month. You know, good stuff. But this place would bring me in on a shift. You know, I work my butt off on a, I mean, five hours, which isn't much, maybe six. Never did I ever at this crappy place work eight hours. They usually cut me and I didn't care. Or I'd bounce. I would only make like a hundred bucks. You know, and people are like, dude. Six hours, a hundred bucks, that's great. Yeah, but not really. Because the place sucked. Some nights I walk out with 60. So it's like 10 bucks an hour. I might as well go sell blow, you know? <laughs> like, I can make more money selling hubcaps, you know? Like, give me a break. Um, I could go to McDonald's and make more money than that. It was just bad. So, I was bartending. And I had a shift at the crappy place, but I wasn't ready to leave yet. I was 30 minutes away from this crappy place because I was at my place that I liked. So it's about 30 minutes with traffic, not far, but still. One of the bartenders came in and it was my night to bartend because it was a slower night, but she just came in to pick up her paycheck and I started talking to her. I go, hey. You want to uh, work for an hour or two, maybe three tops? Because I was only going in as like, get this other bartender through the rush. So I knew I was going to go in for a couple hours, get half the tips, not even walk home with half the tips that night, have to come back for those tips. And then I was going to get cut, but I wasn't ready to miss that shift and leave that job yet. And I said, I know you're drinking. Look, your bar tab's on me. Don't drink yet. I'll be back in a couple hours. Okay. So I'm clocked in at the place that I like because I'm, I'm general manager. I'm getting my money. The store's covered. The bar's covered. I drive over there, go in, 
Two and a half hours I was there. That's it. I think I ended up making like $35 or something stupid, which is fine, but whatever. Drive back, she made like 50 bucks, 60 bucks. She got to drink for most of the night. She ended up spending the money she just made because she tipped me 20 bucks. So I got 20 bucks out of her and then I covered her beer. I stayed on the clock to go to that crappy job. So I've done that twice. Stupid things on the job, for sure. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Any one of those jobs could have found out and definitely fired me. But smart, smart. One time my buddy flew in town years ago, years ago. I stayed on the clock. Drove him to the airport. Came back, finished my bar shift, went home. My bar back handled it for me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's times in our lives. Now I can't do that. Now I've got a job. I'm responsible. I'm mature now, allegedly. And I won't do that. If something comes up, I just tell them, hey, look, something comes up. You know what? Just, just go ahead. You know, look, I'm, I got to, like, there's times that have happened. I've had an appointment or I've had to pick up my son from school and go back to work. Or maybe he had something at his school. Hey, I need this two-hour window. This happened one day. It was like a Friendsgiving. And I was like, hey, can I take a longer lunch just to go, you know, to that and come back? And they were totally cool. There's no reason to lie. And that, plus I work for a company that understands family and they get it. And, and they promote it. I mean, they, they want you to work, and you do work, but they will take care of you. These other jobs, they don't care. Oh, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to miss it. I really need you here. Why? For that one lady that is eating bottomless chips and her $3 Miller Lite. You need me here for that. I could just bring my cat to the bar and set it on the table, and I'm pretty sure he could take care of her better or just as good as I could. But you need me to miss my son's event. That's why that service industry sucks. Because they don't care. And most jobs don't care. But I didn't feel bad for taking advantage of that. I've done other things too. Uh, I can't talk about this stuff with girlfriends while I was on the clock. But you put A, B, C and that'll give you D. <laughs> Literally give you D. I just knocked over my microphone. My hands are swinging in the air talking about that D. Literally vitamin D, but on the clock getting paid for it. High five. Everybody out there? No? Okay. Um, I've gone to an FC Dallas game when I was on the clock. Everybody thought I went home for the day, but I was at FC Dallas drinking. Came back, finished out my shift, left, went home. After party. I think that we've done stuff like that. Like, they even make a game. Pooping on the clock. Like there's an app to track how many minutes you're in the bathroom while you're on the clock and how much you're getting paid for it. I know people right now, they're like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to punch in first. I'm like, oh, dude, it won't be that long. They're like, no, I'm going to get paid to crap. It's such a weird thing to think about. Like, but I get it. I almost get it. I mean, is there something satisfying? I mean, personally, I don't like taking a crap at work. I would much, like, I don't, I don't even like going pee at work. I would much rather just be in my own house to do whatever type of business I have. But I kind of understand it. 
It's like when there was a, we had a tornado at work. Well, you know, in Frisco. We couldn't leave. Couldn't leave. I mean, this was bad. This was months back. Customers in there, everybody just, boom, we had to get them, you know, take care of them. Get them in the back, handed out waters. My power went out of the house. It was crazy. And I was, it was already past my time that I was, um, like, I should have punched out. But I couldn't leave. And they just said, I mean, I had managers to, to just stay. Just stay. You're, you're here anyway. Plus, you're going to have to, like, I still had to straighten up the department and stuff like that and help people out. And So it wasn't like I could just punch out and dip. You know, I needed to go. I mean, the place was a mess. I was getting paid. I was like, well, you know, if we're going to be trapped in a tornado, at least you're getting paid for it. Like if a tornado is ripping through and potentially destroying everything that you love, at least you're getting paid for it. Because you're going to need that money anyway to, re- to replace it, right? Well, that was actually kind of cool. I'd have been real pissed off had I punched out and went to leave and they're like tornadoes and I had to go sit in my work and not be paid. I might have been like, you know what? I'm just going to risk it. Okay, at this point, I'm just going to get in the car and we're just going to we're just going to Grand Theft Auto our way home and see what happens. We're going to Mad Max in the Thunderdome and and hope that the shopping cart that's twirling in the air doesn't hit me. But I'm not getting paid, so might as well go home. Crazy stuff like that. One time I was at a job and I don't remember if it was a Super Bowl. It was some game. And I wanted to finish it. I wanted to finish watching. I feel like it should be a soccer game, but I feel like it was something else. But we were into it. And it wasn't enough time to where, like, if it was halftime, I could leave and then I'd just make it home to finish it because obviously I would do that. It was like the game's almost over, but I'm not going to make it home in time. This is crucial. I just stayed on the clock. I think there was like 10 of us that just stayed on the clock to finish the game. We did that at Southern Junction one time. It was dead. It was like towards the end of Sojo. And we had this giant, massive screen to watch stuff on. Just great. And we were watching the game. And I remember there was like five of us. Like I should have cut people and sent them home because we didn't even need them. <laughs> Quite frankly, we should have closed. But we didn't even need them. And I was watching the game. And I just told them they could all stay on the clock. Now, granted... Two of them were probably making, you know, two fifteen an hour. I was getting paid a salary plus tips, but I wasn't getting any tips. And I had like a kitchen guy who was probably making fifteen. I should have cut them all, but I was like, guys, let's just finish the game. We're here, right? And we just stayed and watched the game. Like those kind of things, man, I don't feel bad about. I don't. There's some other stuff I've done that you can read about in the book. Yes, it's there. Um, or little announcement, I'm going to be doing a reading in January right here on the podcast of the first, I don't know if I decided the first two chapters, but definitely the first chapter. So there you go. It's coming. Be ready. It's only been like 30 years in the making. Um, and I'm excited about it. So there you go. But I don't feel bad about it. I've never gone horseback riding (laughs) on the clock in a suit, though. I think that one tops it. 
So guys, while we get ready for the holidays and you're working all these hours and you're having to miss certain things, maybe you're having to miss events at your son's school or your daughter's school. Maybe you have to miss some family time. Maybe, you ha- maybe you're not able to watch some of the games. Think about those times that you've been at a job. I don't care what age you were. I don't care what you did and that you did something you shouldn't have done on the clock. A, what was it? B, did you get fired for it? I want to hear about that. You can email me at the life of an average show podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the website, the life of an average show podcast.com. Drop me a message there. You can check out all my social media. Of course, you guys know where to find me. I don't have to tell you this anymore. Next week, guys, it's the Michigan episode. I don't know what it's going to be because I haven't listened to it yet. Why haven't I listened to it yet? Because it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) That's the great thing about recording so far ahead of time. But next week will be the Michigan episode. Very excited. Uh, It's been a while uh, since I've done anything from there. Um, For those of you that didn't know I was going to Michigan, well, by the time you listen to this, I'll probably already be back. So sorry I didn't tell you. For anybody that's lucky enough to be with me in my short trip and happens to be on the podcast, great. If not, just sit back, enjoy, and I'll talk to you guys soon.